Welcome to the Pharos Fit Podcast, where we help you to explore your capacity to move better, push further, and achieve your limitless potential through fitness, nutrition, recovery, and lifestyle. Relationships, they're, they're, they're tough, you know, and it's easy to drift uh, daily. So when you have something like the pandemic, where you're forced to sit in the same room or same house, um, there, there's no way that shit's not going to come up, right? Right. And when it comes up, uh, usually we can run, we can avoid, we could come home late, we could go out with the boys, whatever. Um, but now that we those outlets have gone, right? Yeah, yeah. So now we're actually forced to uh, make eye contact. We're forced to sit in front of someone and actually, and that's a good thing um, because if you can get past that, then it's gonna you're gonna you're gonna you know reposition the relationship and, and you can grow and all of that. Um, but it's a good test because a lot of relationships aren't, aren't able to. They're not gonna make it. Gonna, yeah. it, it breaks them. Hey guys, welcome back to the Pharos Fit Podcast. I hope you guys are all well. I hope you're all uh, managing to deal with this situation and I hope uh, everything's going okay. Um, I know it's hard times, but we wish you the best. I hope everyone, everyone's uh, you know, making the most of every day and just uh, getting through it. I'm here today with John Kim, the John Kim, uh, aka the Angry Therapist. Uh, hey, John. Hey. Before we start... Can, can you close your eyes for a second? And uh, can we go back to 2017, yeah, Los Feliz, California? Pete, you were wearing expensive jackets, just learning to ride a motorcycle. Remember that? Yeah. I Avoiding remember. the police. Uh, just started I, dating Emily. Yeah. Had some big dreams in my bathtub, mud bath, singing John Bon Jovi, and we were sharing meals. Um, God, remember those days? That was I four do. years ago. They were good times. That was before all of this. You know what? You know what's funny? Yesterday, when it was cold, the weather's getting colder, and I was walking around. I was like, this, this takes me back to when I first moved to California, moved in with John Kim. We used to walk the streets, the mean streets of <laughs> Los Feliz, Los Hillhurst, drinking decaf, and talking um, about how we were going to change the world. The portion sizes of what Pete consumes, I saw, uh, is pretty amazing. We would take photos of what I ate and what he ate, yeah. and it was comical. It was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. It was man versus child. <laughs> but how did you guys meet? Um, this is Brennan, by the way, guys. Brennan's here as well. <laughs> um, we met through a mutual friend. Um, John used to be uh, an unsuccessful owner of, <laughs> of a gym um, that I used to frequent. Um, and yeah, we just we got talking. Uh, a friend of mine introduced us. Uh, Jeff introduced us. And then I was looking for a place to live. Right. John had a, a spare room. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we, we fell in love and I moved in and that was it. And um, my, my first podcast was actually with John Kim. Do you remember that, John? I was on one of your old shows. That was oh, my first you? ever podcast. Oh, yeah. shit. I don't remember that. Back we got to bring you back now. Well, it was a different podcast back then, right? Maybe. Oh, was it called Asking for... It was probably, yes. uh, Yeah, it was, it was uh, uh, called Asking for a Friend. It was a different podcast. That, yeah. that podcast is now in a graveyard, so um, we got to bring you back on to, to my podcast. For right. Sure. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. But you know what? Those are fond memories, man. And, and I, when I look back, they always make me smile. Um, there was one moment when uh, Pete, because uh, he didn't have a motorcycle license, he was on my brother's bike, and he just wanted to see what it felt like, and we went riding. And we, we went, went up a hill and there were a sea of police. And right. we were, it, you know, that's when your whole life goes into slow motion. And I was watching Pete as he was turning his bike around and thinking <laughs> he must 
be scared shitless right now. <laughs> and um, yeah, I remember that. It was good times. But anyway. Yeah, and now, and now of course, you have a, you have a baby. I have a baby. And uh, more importantly, you have chickens. You have, I have two chickens that aren't laying eggs. Um, you have a baby. So from, it, uh, now we both have homes. Yes. We both have babies. Yes. We both are in relationships. Oh, you're married. I'm married, yeah. God, so much has changed. Do you think, who do you think has the better home, me or you? Oh, God, hands down. <laughs> hands down me, but um, <laughs> uh, we are, we're, we're adulting very hard. Yeah, we are adulting yeah. hard. It's true. Um, so for the people that don't know, John, um, why don't you just kind of introduce yourself as in what you do, uh, what, you, what your companies do, and you know, what your kind of mission is? Uh, I run a pyramid scheme. And, uh, you think that's funny? So uh, it's funny because it's true. Yeah, none of my friends take me seriously. They think I run a pyramid scheme. Um, I'm a therapist. Uh, went through a divorce at 35. Uh, left with nothing but a very expensive pillow, and then um, it was a temperature pillow. You, you slept good though, right? I still have it. I still have it. Actually, uh, she got the bed, and I started all over, man. And so I was broke. I had actually I had no friends. And this is when I first discovered fitness. You know, I was the guy who would do arm curls. Uh, I didn't I didn't even know what a squat was. So I looked like a pigeon. I had these skinny legs. And then I had, you know, a little bit of biceps. And um, I was uh, lonely and eating frozen yogurt. And right next door, there was uh, something called a CrossFit box. And it was brand new at the time. And oh, that was Hollywood, right? That was Hollywood. Yeah. And that was uh, we, there were muscle-up rings and some weird shit. And so I went inside um and that's when i that was my first intro to uh then getting addicted to uh working out but that was before or after therapy like that was during so while i was doing that uh, i got a job working in nonprofit, uh working with kids um going through an addiction going through addictions and then um so that was my day job and then um i would work out uh then i would come home and i would just i would blog my ass off it was uh um tumblr back in 2010 and uh i just poured i got obsessed with it man like when i was 12 building my legos i would just uh write and blog and start documenting my story so it started there and then he evolved to obviously social media um got a few book deals uh started a company called uh journey which is uh now um certifying uh life coaches and then um you know just doing all sorts of random projects yeah because you have a lot of a lot of things on the go at the same time now so you have journey that's one part of it Mm -hmm. then you have lab which is a new thing right yeah that started during the pandemic Uh, so that's a new company um and then i have my own stuff which is the angry therapist um which is books and sessions and you know audio courses and retreats and then i have um you have that tech service oh yeah the 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 tech service which goes out Every week, right? Yeah. So I text people. It's five bucks a month and um, it's uh, just programming like what Pete does. But instead of fitness, it's uh, your daily text for your mental, emotional, you know, reminders, challenges, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. So and I that do, goes out every day. It goes out every single day. And then um, on Friday and Pete, don't copy me. <laughs> I, I send out a link to a Google Doc. So when they click on that, they get six pages. Oh, that's worth more than five dollars. So it's five bucks a month for all of that. Oh, six pages of what? Brilliance. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> uh, re- refurbished content, if you want me to be honest, from <laughs> ten years ago. <laughs> so, so you mentioned you mentioned the uh, the lab thing starting during quarantine. Um, was that was that something you planned anyway? No, was that, that was um, a pandemic. Yeah, that was a pandemic. Look, we were trapped in our homes, 
And uh, I noticed that, I mean, people were like fucking stressed out, yeah, you know, I mean, sure. you included, oh right? Yeah. And uh, because I work in mental health and because I'm a therapist, um, I was in the trenches and I got not only emails, but DMs and just people where uh, they're going, uh, they were getting depressed, yeah. um, being locked in a house with your partner. Now suddenly there's a black light on your relationship, right? And people can't escape. And so... Everyone was in a pressure cooker, and I thought to myself, you know, what, what could I do to help? And um, people were doing fitness. Everything was at home, so I said, uh, why not have, like, fitness classes but for your mental, emotional health? Uh, so I got a team together, and I just started running uh, classes. So uh, codependency, attachment styles, you know, healing trauma, all of the stuff. And then, you know, some fun classes. We have movie night. We have yoga nidra. And... Um, uh, it kind of took off, and now we've got about uh, 350 people and about 21 live classes a week. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and that just happened from the pandemic. And so, so does everyone have their own little like group, or is it like everybody all together at the same time? Um, they could go anywhere they want, and it's unlimited, and it's all live. So it would be like me coming to Pharaoh's, um, you know, taking um, a, a Thai sprint class tomorrow taking you know hybrid oh, got it, got it, got um, so there's all these different classes so when you have like, like a movie night there's like 350 people all watching the same movie i mean say. yeah they no, can be but it's, it it's be, not yeah, yeah it's uh, there's about 30 to 60 people in every class oh, which is a i mean that's a lot that would be a lot if you put into a room but on zoom you just it's just pages and you don't really notice and what are the like reoccurring patterns you see in people's you know behavior during quarantine is it anxiety uh, yeah you know heavy anxiety um I thought, and I still believe this, I think that uh, the pandemic is going to either uh, harden you or soften you, Right. you know, and uh, soften you, not in a bad way. Um, Pete doesn't like the word soft in any form, but when I, and, and when I say harden you, Pete's thinking, oh, you mean like muscles? No, I'm talking about <laughs> uh, if you become very angry at what's going on and you put yourself in victim mode. Um, you know, this is happening to me, my life. So like all of that negative negativity, uh, you're going to come out of this very angry. I mean, who wouldn't, right? Yeah. You're going to come out of this feeling ripped off. And uh, there's a lot of people and probably people that we know who are experiencing this um, in that way. Or if you see this as, okay, th this is a circumstance. Um, maybe it's time for me to look inward. Uh, what can I do or change about myself during this time? Whether it's, you know, an exterior thing or an interior thing. Um, this is putting a lot of, a lot of, uh, a giant black light on my relationship, which is just a sign on what we need to work on. So taking an approach like that, I think when you come out, you're going to be, uh, more evolved. You're going to, um, come out a, like the 2.0 version of yourself. I, here's, here's what I see right now. And I agree with you. Mm -hmm. And I think in the beginning, like a lot of us felt like that, like I can deal with this for like, I can, I can bun down for three months and just like work on myself and work on my, improve my business. But then three works turns into six months, yeah. six months turns into, and Absolutely. suddenly like, oh my God, I don't know how much longer I can yeah, do this. It's, and uh, so I think there's that problem right now. And because the vaccine's coming, all that kind of stuff, I, yes. I guess people have like light at the end of the tunnel. But I think at this point, it's, it's really hard for people mentally to- You don't see the keep, island. Yeah. That's, that's, um, uncertainty and not you're just swimming aimlessly in the ocean and not having a sense of when this is not being able end. to see the shore yeah, yeah. absolutely I, yeah. I agree with you 100 and, and also um and I, and I think i told you this last week uh how proud of i am of you um because it's the people with businesses the brick and mortars the mom and pop shops that are getting hit the hardest yeah you know and so i i mean i live online so it, it's different for me but i, I, I can't right. imagine 
um, I grew up with businesses and my parents used to stress the fuck out every day, like if the sales were low and all this. And so like what you guys are going through, I mean, I, I can't even imagine. Yeah. I mean, every, every small business in California and I'm sure in the rest of the States as well is, 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 is hanging on by a thread right now. And it's, it's not just financially hanging by a thread. It's like mentally hanging on in, in the sense of you're basically working so hard yeah. to get very little back. Yeah. And every, it seems like every week there's more bad news. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's like, it's just a hard position to be in. That said, like I've said this to you before, we are very fortunate here. We have an amazing community. We will get through this mm. and uh, we will come out. We will come out the other side stronger because we have improved our relationship with our members, with our staff. And um, there's had to have been better communication with our staff. Um, had to be more understanding than between us and, and, uh, and, and members with, with staff and members with us. So I think all these relationships have actually improved despite everything. And I think we will be in a better position going into 2021 as in how we run, run the company, how we communicate things and so forth. It's just at this point, literally the length of it. Like, I don't think we're not in a like, I don't know what's going to happen in the next couple of days if they shut us everything down again completely. But we're not we're not in a worse position financially now than we were like three months ago. It's it's basically exactly the same. It's literally just the length of it and people just feeling I can't do this anymore. Like right. that, mm-hmm. right. that just exhaustion of, of the pandemic. How much pressure do you put on yourself as someone who is kind of um, you know leading the way and responsible for a huge community of you know? Yeah, I think we put a, we we put a lot of responsibility on ourselves, and it's more, um, you know, we had a bold kind of mission statement in the beginning. We 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 want to be the best part of everyone's day, and we want to, um, you know, we want to be we always want to be that beacon of light with with a lighthouse, right? So we want this to to always be a shining light, and it's it's kind of like picking yourself picking yourself up enough to be that light and to not be negative and no one wants to go in a gym where everyone's like down and you know right you want to walk right. into a space where everyone's like okay let's let's do this no matter what let's go so you're trying to like present this this um you know this face of like positivity and joy and um and you want to keep people motivated and keep people going so that, that there is a you know there is a pressure that comes with that and that, that's that's a pressure i actually enjoy i think as me and Emily consider ourselves to be kind of entrepreneurs. And we talked about this the other day. It's like maintaining an entrepreneurial spirit yeah. in, in times like this is probably the most challenging thing. Because sure. like I just said, the longer this goes on and the more negative things are thrown at you, it's like, well, how hard are we going to have to work to even make ends meet, let alone make a business profitable again? So that's kind of like... It feels like we have this entrepreneurial flame that just keeps getting extinguished by the right. by the government or by the city or yeah. by the pandemic or all these different things that just keep making it harder and harder. If, but if we can get through it, which we will, again, I think it will make us better entrepreneurs moving forward because I can't tell you how many like podcasts, books, like advice that we've we've listened to and sought out to help us be better at what we do. And this situation has forced us to do that. Right. It has forced us to to look a, take a good hard look at ourselves and think, okay, how can we do this better? How can we be more effective? How can we be more efficient? And that that of course will will tide over into the future. So, if you were to um, say to your members, so this is one form of communicating to your members, and you guys have newsletters and videos and all that, that. Um, this is really hard for me and I don't know and uh, I'm terrified and 
show those sides of you that maybe you uh, maybe keep private or at home, do you feel the members would look at you differently? Or do you feel that... I don't think so. I think at this point I've done enough stuff. I think we've done enough stuff to kind of like wear our heart on our sleeve and say, you know, this is the situation. It's bad. It's hard. It's it's affecting us all. But we will get through it. Yeah. And, you know, that that's basically where we're at. Like... um well, I'm saying this because I don't know if you know, but this is actually an, an intervention. <laughs> what I'm trying to do is get you to feel something. I feel nothing. I'm dead inside. <laughs> well, that's, what, that's the thing is I'm saying, Pete, it's time to show yourself. I think I show myself. I used to um, post that photo of young Pete uh, like last week. The photo right, of you, yeah, young Pete. Yeah. How old were you in that one? Uh, I think I was 24. Pete was a handsome wow. guy. In the, you know, he, he looked like Stephen Dwarf with hair. Mm-hmm. Dwarf? You know? Or Dwarf. Dorf. I, uh, if you guys don't know, I, English is my second language. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I used to be good looking. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like, had less lines on my face. I had hair. I'm not saying there's a two year old horn, but like Kevin Bacon, foot loose, like in that yeah. photo you posted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Could have been somebody. I'm telling you. You are somebody to many people, Pete. The stress got to me. Yeah. Um, but all but jokes yeah. aside, though, I think uh, you and Emily have been. Um, but you know what? Even before the pandemic, knowing you guys and how you guys function, and I've known Emily longer than you, um, she has a, such an amazing mindset. I mean, I, yeah. I rarely see her Dude, she complaining. Is a, she she or, is a machine. She is a machine. Well, in, in, I mean, I don't want to say she's a machine. She's also very human because in right. my world, <laughs> if you say you're a machine, it means that you're not really. You know, right. So but what, what I mean is like a lot, a lot of people don't see like the work that Emily does so much because she's less of a like. Like, I think I'm probably more like in the spotlight in terms of like, you know, Instagram and social media and podcasts and that kind of stuff. But she, the work she does behind the scenes that no one else sees and I see on a daily basis, right. she is, right. you know, it drives me bananas because. You mean like the paperwork and everything? Yeah. And, and like all the logistics that go into running a company and all the, the, the website stuff, all the back end stuff mm-hmm. that I, I'm, you guys know this, I'm technologically inept. I'm, right, right. I'm totally stupid. She has like self-taught herself um, how to do all that shit. Wow. Uh, and this year, like has got better and better and better at it. And it's stuff like, I have no idea what she's doing half the time. Yeah. But so- even like, you know, I get up at five and I go to bed at nine. I like, I'll get home. Let's say I get home at five. She'll like be working still till nine o'clock. I'm like, can wow. we just have some time away from work? But She'll say, yeah, but then she'll sneakily be working on a laptop. I see it. Um, but I know why she's doing it. She's doing it because we have to do it. We have to stay on top of it. Right. And, you know, there's a million, uh, any, of, any of you out there that owns a company that has any kind of te- technological aspect to it, you'll know there are always technological glitches. There are emails oh, yeah. to answer. There are yeah. problems that people have. Uh, I can't log on. Right. The app isn't working. The website's down. How do I see the workouts? All, you know, all these things that need attention. Um, you know, she she taught herself how, how to like fix all those problems, and like I said, I have no clue what's going on with so that. So that's called a growth mindset. And Carol Dweck did a study, and she found the biggest difference between people who are successful and and, and unsuccessful is uh, people who are not su- successful. They have a fixed mindset. They have a ceiling. They have right, a, right. You know, things they be they're in victim mode. Um, they don't do well with uh, uh, turbulence and, and yeah. you know, adjustments. Um, you and you and Emily both have. Um, well, Emily has a growth mindset. You, I would say, fixed, but <laughs> but that's great. But because you have someone who ha- who has a growth mindset, so she that's can, she true. can carry you. That's not true. And and she will admit this. Like 
we both at this time during this period had to have to, had to pull each other out right, of a fixed right. mindset back into a growth mindset right and it's been it's right. been a team effort to do that because we've both had days where we're like you know what i don't think i can do this anymore. yeah yeah Fuck and, this. but you pull yeah. you, you pull each other out and you like you know you you inject some positivity and you say you know what we can do this we can we can reinvent we can pivot we can create something of value that, that but that produces glue, forward. man, right? In a relationship. Right. So doing yeah. that, um, giving someone a hand and pulling them up um, mm. back and forth. I mean, that... that yeah, and, and you mentioned it before about relationships because it's been interesting for us. Like, even though we work together and we spend all this time together and we have a kid together and all that stuff, I would probably say that this year has made us stronger as a couple mm. because of the pandemic. And right. I know that isn't the case on a lot of relationships. I know a lot of people are like, get this fucking person away from me. Um, Wait, so but, if you guys didn't have a business together, it probably went the other way. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, but because we've had to like team together and understand each other yeah, and, and yeah. really build something, help build, continue to build something because you know how it is when you have a company and you have responsibilities and you have, mm-hmm. like you said, bricks mm-hmm. and mortar, mm-hmm. um, you, you're trying to keep everything alive. You've got debts to pay. You've got bills to pay. You've got employees to pay. You know, all, these, all this stuff going on, it would be easy to be overwhelmed. Yes. And the only way you stop yourself from getting overwhelmed is by having a good partner, by having good conversations. We have a great team. We have good conversations with our team. You know, we help each other out of, uh, out of, out of tough spots. And we're fortunate enough, fortunate enough to be in a, in a business that has that. And I am fortunate enough to have a, a wife and a business partner that has the ability to help me through. And I, I think she probably feels the same way about me. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, but you've seen, so you've seen relationships decline to some degree in this Yeah, in this pandemic. because um, I think with life, uh, when you're able to uh, just kind of do your thing and, you know, relationships, they're, they're, they're tough, you know, and it's easy to drift uh, daily. So when you have something like the pandemic where you're forced to sit in the same room or same house, um, there, there's no way that shit's not going to come up, right? Right. And when it comes up, uh, usually we can run, we can avoid, we could come home late, we could go out with the boys, whatever. Um, but now that we those can't, outlets have gone, right? Yeah, yeah. So now we're actually forced to uh, make eye contact. We're forced to sit in front of someone and actually, and that's a good thing um, because if you can get past that, then it's gonna you're gonna you're gonna you know reposition the relationship and and you can grow and all of that. Um, but it's a good test because a lot of relationships aren't, aren't able to, they're not going to make it. Not, yeah. It breaks them. Do you know the statistics for? No, but, uh, I, I, they're, they're very high. I mean, even in a, in Asia, um, divorce is, is, uh, is that is highest right now because culturally, you know, in, in, in Asia, your divorce is really looked up, looked, looked up, frowned upon. Oh, and you oh. don't, you know, um, but it's, the pandemic has made it where people are like, fuck this, I'm out. Right. And so, uh, divorce is skyrocketing. Um, there's, uh, and also I think the pandemic is getting us, uh, going through our own internal journey. So there's a lot of people transitioning out of careers. Um, it's just shaking your whole life at your sketch. So with that happening, not only is it about your relationship, but we're all personally going on, you know, on our own journeys. And if that doesn't right. line up, I mean, it just, do you think some of it is because like a lot of us and a lot of people out there, like they basically define themselves by the work that they do. Yeah. And once that yeah. gets taken away from you, yes, who are you? You don't know who you are anymore. Right. And if you don't know right. who you are, you don't know who you are in that relationship, and right. then the dynamic changes. Right. Absolutely. So and, and respect changes. Right. There's a there's a there's a respect that you have for yourself, and mm-hmm. probably a respect that your partner has for you because of the work that you do. And if that work goes away, 
that can then lead to problems of how you view yourself and how your partner views you. Yeah, there's a huge identity crisis that is um, right behind this pandemic. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it, when you think about it, it's 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 pretty pretty obvious, really. That it's going to cause yes huge problems, uh, and people are also um, redefining what matters to them. Right. You know, also yes. with friendships, also with uh, you know things in life where you're like, oh. I'm actually going to reevaluate a lot of things now, yeah. you know, um, who I hang out with, where I invest my time, what matters to me. Um, you and I both have a, a child, which is actually great right now yeah. because we're forced to spend time yeah. with the child. Um, and I think now uh, if you actually sit in this, you can um, find more nectar. You could, you could actually reevaluate what's important to you. Right. You know? Right. That's true. Yeah. Um, you, you and Vanessa, like... <laughs> Because you, obviously you've been together for a whole three pandemic. Years. You're both you've been together for three years. You have yeah. a kid. You're both therapists. Um, what are the kind of like we mentioned before about outlets and outlets get taken away? How have you dealt with this? How have you managed to find sanity and and space and all that kind of stuff? Um, actually, having a, so I don't think it's a good time to uh, give birth because the hospitals are very full right now. Right. But I think it's the best time to raise a kid because you don't have FOMO. Um, and we just recently moved. And this is a lot of people are moving out of the city. So we right. didn't move that far. Uh, but a lot of people are actually uh, going to Nashville, going to Austin. They're, right. They want a backyard now. Yeah, um, they want space, yeah. People, there's a huge exodus out of New York. Yeah. And uh, so us moving up to Altadena um, and having a, an infant uh, has completely changed my day-to-day. Right, and so it's been good because we have a routine. You know, we're up at five. We're we're making milk. We're changing diapers. We're uh, doing all these things, and also um, running a business in our own practices. Uh, so it's actually been it's been healthy. It's been yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. How do you divide up the day? Like, if 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 you if you have if you're working with a client on, on therapy or whatever, do you have to organize your diary so that you're not working at the same time with the kid? Or how how are you doing? I used to think uh, as a, even as a therapist back in the day, I used to think when couples would say like, "Oh yeah, we you know we have a kid now, we got to schedule sex and stuff." I used to be like, "Oh, that's I'm never going to be that person." That sounds so unromantic and silly. Um, but we, we schedule sex. We, we schedule everything that has to be scheduled. If right. it's not in the Google, Google calendar, it's not going to happen. Right, right, right. Um, right. and I'm realizing now like, oh, this is what it's like. And, um, it's fucking hard. Man. It's hard. It's yeah. hard. And, and we're very lucky because, um, you know, we're, we're not stressed out over like a business or anything like that. And still it's hard. And, you know, she does most of the work. I got to say, I'm going to be honest. Um, I, I, I'm running around doing my thing and then we just passed a baton. Uh, uh, we also have, um, a babysitter that comes a couple of times. Right. My mom helps out yeah. and still it's hard because mm-hmm. a baby is, is next to you. I mean, you, it's not like having a dog where you just go let it play, you know? Yeah. And, uh, your, your kid's running around now and that kind of stuff. Crawling. Like Wyatt is, is so active right now. Yeah. Like you can't, you cannot sit, sit still. I just saw him bench minutes, pressing like, 135. Yeah. Man. He's a strong boy. <laughs> Um, dude, but I, in all seriousness, he, he fucking lifts stuff in the house oh, I can and imagine. I'm like, how are you lifting? And then he'll lift it and then he'll throw it over his shoulder. <laughs> and I'll be like, what the fuck is going on? Cause obviously like I would have, I would have almost like anticipated that if he would have been in a gym full of people doing that stuff all day long, but that hasn't been the case as much. Like 
he hasn't seen people like working out all the time. Like he would have he, in a non-pandemic situation, he would have been in this gym. He would have seen people train all the time, and it would have been like just seeing copy, seeing copy, mm-hmm. seeing copy. But something in him, like although he hasn't seen it, like he knows how to lift <laughs> and throw and do all this crazy yeah. shit. I'm like, wow, how the fuck do you know how to do this? Where did he get that from, genes wise? Because uh, I know both. I mean, I don't know every, every uh, person in Emily's family, but you're in your family. You're probably the biggest person, right? Yeah, and you're bigger yeah, than your brother. Yeah, yeah, and 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 the most kind of like naturally sporty. Like yeah, I was yeah, yeah, always yeah. like doing sports yeah. from a very young age. So I guess he gets some of that from me. Um, Emily, Emily will say she's she's not a natural athlete. She didn't grow up playing sports or anything like that. That came later on. So I guess. Genetically, maybe it comes from me, but I think, I don't know whether it's just like, uh, just being around two active people. I mean, we, yeah. we both do train at the house yeah. to, to a degree and he does see some stuff. So I don't know. It's just like in him somehow. Well, he comes home and sees his dad throwing chairs. And so, right. Throwing chairs know. at the wall. <laughs> so, well, yeah. But no, like, so my point was like, you, you cannot like sit still for five yeah. minutes without like yeah. having to get up, yeah. run around. Like, like yeah. we've both tried to like do meaningful work yeah. while Wyatt is around and it's pretty much impossible. I used to talk a lot of shit about people with kids and, oh, you don't have time. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got to schedule sex. And then, oh, and I'm like, oh, it, it really is like that. Yeah, it really is. It really, really is a, a very difficult thing. Yeah. But, but like you said, a very rewarding thing. It really is the biggest give back of, 2020 is the time you get to spend with your kids and the fun you get to have with them and you know watching them grow up especially in that 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 first year is 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 pretty it's pretty incredible if we didn't have logan i'll be honest with you i think vanessa and i and, and vanessa being such an extrovert and loving travel i think i think she would be a little depressed or insulted i i think it would be very hard right. for us. Yeah, yeah hard for her yeah, yeah. yeah. no I, I can see that yeah. i can see that even though you guys have the stress of a business you guys with the business have structure routine and things right. you have to do things we have to do to get out of the house you had and nothing do stuff. yeah and you can't go anywhere it's right. all almost harder yeah. And many yeah. people are actually in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. So bringing this back a little bit, um, let's say I'm a person right now during the pandemic, I'm at home, I'm depressed. I'm like, I don't think I can get through this anymore. Like, what would be your, your first piece of advice? Like, what should that person do today to help themselves? Um, I would say to uh, not isolate. I think the worst thing you can do, and it doesn't matter if you're an introvert or extrovert, um, it would be, and, and what better way than... Um, community fitness right so even if it's online taking a class right. engaging with people uh that would be the physical thing but i think internally uh to create a space where you could actually um talk about what's going on most people hold things in you know so and and, and, and listen you don't have to like see a therapist it doesn't matter if it's a friend a facetime um you know uh, your partner but you, you to create a space for yourself and make sure that's a high priority where you are doing life with people instead of around, meaning doing life um, with other people because it's, it's, it's the tribe that's going to. Um, yeah. And, and I think, I think it's important to like distinguish the difference between real friends who listen to you and not Instagram friends. <laughs> it's a, it's a real, like, it's yeah. really interesting how this yeah. year's panned out. Like we had that documentary, uh, the social network, which mm-hmm. came out. So it revealed all this stuff about stuff that we're not necessarily thinking about, like social media and, and Instagram, all that kind of stuff. 
And combine that with the pandemic. So you've got all these people spending all this time at home in isolation on Instagram, on Facebook, reading all this fucking nonsense, driving themselves insane, comparing themselves to other people, like getting depressed about what their life looks in compared to someone else's, buying shit they don't need, all this stuff. It's just been this horrible cocktail of events that I think has led to this huge wave of like depression, anxiety, fear, you know, all these things. Yeah. I and mean, I'm just interested to see like, how do people, how do we pull ourselves out of this, this kind of weird situation we're in where like people don't have friends in the real world so much anymore? It's like this weird, like fascination with online. Yeah. You know, I think, I think social media, it's that double edged sword because it does give you access to, um, anyone in the world, which is great. It's a powerful tool at the same time. Um, there's a fakeness to it. There's uh, filters and false advertising. And if you look at the dating landscape, you know, dick pics, um, well, you, you don't mind that, but like um, <laughs> lots of ghosting and lots of people being fake. And uh, right. we, we've turned into baseball cards, basically. Right. right? Um, so you're right. I, I, I think if you're just on Instagram trying to make authentic friendships, it, it's probably not going to be useful. But if you have real friends and you use, say, Zoom, uh, so using technology to connect, then that's legit. I think that you can, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Or, or FaceTime or whatever you use. Yeah, it's it's just trying to seek out something authentic that isn't, you know, like you're saying that isn't fake and that isn't like because a lot of the problems I see with with, with Instagram is it's it's basically people feel like they have the right to critique you and yeah. and call you something or say something about you without any repercussions sure. like stuff sure. they wouldn't say to your face yeah 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 and then we just... also live in cancel culture where yeah and everyone's got an opinion and yeah you're talking about um all the toxic stuff and the conversations and dialogue that happens dude um, I'm, sh- I'm sure you're the same as me like when you when you write a post now it's like oh my god i have to be so careful yeah. i don't yeah. offend anybody yeah. or say something that people someone's going to take issue with yeah and suddenly say cancel people like it's it's a thing. It's just the temperature of the world right now. God, you know? It's exhausting. I, I, I get it. Um, but going back to your question, I think now more than ever, especially because it's so noisy, you got to be very, very picky on um, what, who you follow, what's on your feed, because that shit right. goes into your subconscious. I mean, yeah. if you're just following, for example, you know, uh, naked models and Ferraris, and that's all you see, you know, yeah. that, I don't know. So that's I, like, I basically follow Stetson. Lucchese, who make cowboy boots, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, and Wrangler, and Wrangler. Yeah, I mean, I could tell you've got your you, you got the. Um, I bought got, fifteen hats during quarantine. Yes, you also have uh, the the American flag on your socks. That's true. Yeah, um, following. It's like your programming, you know, uh, like when you have a client, you're talking about, okay, there's nutrition, there's, you know, sleep, there's self-care. Uh, here's the program that you need to follow. Here's what you need to eat. So with self-betterment, uh, people think it's just like reading books or going to therapy, but no, it's about like um, life design. Right. So um, friends don't just fall into your lap. You have to invest in people. Uh, you have to learn how to draw boundaries. You have to uh, pick who you want to surround yourself with. Um, you have to create spaces where you can learn things like codependency and attachment styles and, and all of that. Um, and then actually exercise the muscle to um, communicate, to uh, to like yourself, to express yourself, you know, self-compassion, all these things that for most people are ideas and they're in the distance, they read about them, um, but they don't ever practice them. So in your world, I think a lot of people um, want to change their bodies, but they actually don't get into the gym and do it. Right. It's the same thing in my world. Right. Yeah. 
How do you how do you get away from codependency during a pandemic? Well, codependency is uh, I think there's a misconception. It just means that you're you know um, can't live without the other person or whatever. Uh, codependency it's different. It's it's uh, and Vanessa has a great definition. It's super simple. It's basically um, if you're okay, I'm okay. If you're not okay, I'm not okay. Right. Right. And for other for some people that could sounds romantic. Because me growing up, um, and I was very codependent, I was like, oh, yeah, if you go down, I'm going down with you right. because I'm your partner. Right. Um, and if I go down, uh, you're going down with me. And there's no boundary there. So it's basically I'll give you my hand but not my life. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, and codependency comes from childhood and, and, and how we were raised and all of that. But uh, in the pandemic, um, more than ever, I think it's important that we have our own container um, so it's not we're going to go down together and if I don't if I'm depressed you're going to be depressed too you know what right, I'm saying right, so right. it's very easy Rana, to take hostages yeah and yeah. so um, and this is different than what you're talking about with Emily where it's like we're in this together we're building a business right I'm talking about emotionally if I come home and because I'm depressed I put that energy negativity and bring Vanessa down with me then I've taken a prisoner I think, right. You know, she has nowhere to go because she lives with me. Right. For sure. For sure. So, yeah. Um, it's easy to bring other people down. This yes. Yeah. So being aware of your own state, um, your own self care, uh, and 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 taking being responsible for your side of the bed of what you need to right. work on. Do you uh, meditate? Yeah. So I struggle with it because I'm a spaz. Um, but I think that, uh, uh, and of course it's proven, meditation, I think it's something that we should all thread into our lives. It should be a daily ritual. Right. So, you know, um, you're actually rewiring your, your, your brain. And right. most of us, we uh, default to our knee jerk. So there's no speed bump. So we feel something, we get hijacked from that feeling, and then there's a reaction. This is why you come home throwing chairs, Pete, right? Uh, <laughs> you, 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 you feeling something allowing that feeling to come to go through you right um is a practice it's a it's something that you have to do like bench pressing and adding more weight and adding more weight and i think meditation creates the distance um and and this is something that 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 uh, there's a lot of examples but it's like watching rain it's like being in the storm or watching the storm from inside from behind the window right when you meditate you're no longer in the storm. You're now absorbing the storm. And so you can make decisions that are not coming from a reaction, right? It's like being in the dryer, spinning in circles or being it's, outside. It's almost, it's almost like when, when, when we're in LA and just caught up in it, like you can't sometimes see a way out. Yeah. And then when we've gone away, like when we went to Montana and stuff like that, the perspective you have on everything oh, changes. That's a great example. It's the same thing. That's right? a great. That's exactly it. And 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 meditating ten fifteen minutes a day um, is going to get you into Montana. Yes. No, it really yeah. is. Yeah. And so when you get heated or when you feel something or or if someone says something to you that hurts you or whatever, instead of a, a reaction, now you are able to respond. Right. And I think um, having more of that in your life. Um, you start to, to rewire your brain and it, you're no longer in a fight or flight panic state. Yeah. That's where reactions come from, you know? Um, I, I mean, you both like this word, word mindset. We both use it a lot. Um, and I, I think 2020 has probably been the greatest test of mindset of all time, right? Um, and I think like going into 2021, 
I think if you can if you can use the mindset that you forged during 2020, if you can carry that through into 2021, I'd like to think that 2021 will be a very positive year. Do you agree with that, or do you think this is going to get? Do you think this is going to go well into 2021, like this kind of pattern that you're seeing? Brandon, what do you think? Tough one, tough one to swallow. Um, I mean, I think we're we're just at a make or break point as civilization itself. We either got to realize that we need each other, we're communal, we're tribal. If we don't work together and we don't want to pull each other out, then we're just gonna keep going through, you know, the tumbler and dryer. I think we're too big, and we're just gonna stand in the storm in the middle of the rain, and just think we're gonna out tough it, but we cannot tough it unless we have each other. So. I think we're a little bit more cognizant and aware of what's happening going on. And if we can start taking the actionable steps to get better, to, uh, you know, pull everybody up together kind of thing in a way that's, you know, not too much for everybody. Yeah. We but, can get there. Um, yeah. But it's going to take a lot of work. It's hard because there's, there's still so much conflict. I mean, it's not like the election happened and now everyone's on the same page. <laughs> it's like no, almost the opposite, right? right? It's created more disagreements more hatred more i'm on this side or i'm on that side kind of kind of sensation i'm just wondering like what's how does yep. that how does that even get yeah but for, for anything to change in the world we need that kind of uprising right like we right. need the shadow to come out um it's all, all the stuff that 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 is surfacing has always been there they, they just had been it under was, a rock yeah, yeah, you know yeah, and so I agree, yeah. and so um it feels like the world's ending or it feels like there's chaos and and all that um but i think on the other side of that i i, I also agree with you i'm, I'm optim- optimistic in that um we're all going to be running more toward ourselves than away we're all going to be less afraid we're all going to be more vulnerable we're all going to be less judgmental um I mean, I hope so. Uh, or it's the other way where people just start, you know, um, going crazy. <laughs> going crazy. Yeah. I mean, really, at, at this point, like what people do to each other, you know, via social media and and with these like insane arguments people get into um, on, on Facebook, on Instagram, you just get to a point where like when, when are people just going to stop doing this to each other and stop behaving in this way and start trying to like understand where the other side is coming from and being more you know, thoughtful in their responses and not, you know, not, not trying to create arguments all the fucking time. Yeah. It's just exhausting. But I, I just, I wonder what it's going to take to really, you know, change that. Um, because it is, you're like, you're saying it, it's, it's almost like it's going to take some kind of awakening or, or, or revolution for it to really change. And if it's not going to change after 2020, <laughs> I don't know what it's going to take. Yeah. To really... Yeah. I mean, I think on a, a macro level, this is, uh, for many people, their bathroom moment. You know, for me at 35, uh, my divorce was when I finally decided to look at myself, ask right. hard questions. For right. many, that hasn't happened. For many, it's happening now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and that that is, you know, scary and all of that. But it's also a good thing, man. It's the catalyst to anyone going on their, their hero's journey. You know, 20... 20 is a, a call to action and people are going to have to slay their dragons yeah, or hug them or, you know. I mean, I, I do see like my world and your world getting closer and closer and closer. Yeah, that's happening a lot. As society yeah. evolves. Like, yeah. you know, I know you have, a, you have a fitness part of your lab now, right? Uh, we played around with it, but I think it's smart for me to keep it wellness. Um, 
a mental wellness yeah, kind of yeah you know john kim programming doesn't really work uh, <laughs> i have an l1 certification you know but, but i do i mean i've always I, I mean you both always seen that the deep connection between you know psychological wellness and fitness um and, and the importance of developing mindset in the gym and how it can translate to every other aspect of your life and i think people as as this whole fitness people forget how young fitness is by the way yeah i like mean fitness it, and yeah, gyms it's really yeah. only been yeah really since the 1980s that you had like gyms to go to and then really i think only since like the the late 90s early 2000s when gyms started to be more about community mm-hmm. did this kind of like blending of community you know, fitness is new community fitness yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. it's a new thing and it's an exciting thing right and i think Honestly, I think it's part of the reason why people are so fucked off with people like Gavin Newsom right now. Just because people have their community through the gym. It's how they make connection. It's how they like, you know, it's how they stay sane. It's how they, they, they converse. It's, yep. it's their social outlet. Yep. If you take that away from people, it puts them in a very isolated sure. and lonely place. So sure. it's not just about fitness anymore. Although fitness is a huge part of health and a huge reason why we should be able to, to keep training. But I think, I think the community aspect and the, the, the social aspect and the need, the need for society yeah. is, 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 is the, the, what's become so important about the gym. And Fit- it's, kind of, it's kind of fascinating how that has only been in the last 20 years. Yeah, fitness, and I would say less than, but fitness and wellness um, are becoming lifestyles. Right, they're not becoming things where we just go do because uh, we want bigger biceps. They're becoming things that we are threading into our life, uh, and then fitness and wellness are now overlapping. Yeah, so it's not just about um, you know a, a, a workout; it's about uh, a mindset. It's about a workout and you know stretching, yoga, some kind right, of meditation. Right, right. Like it's this. It's like this, I can't, I can't imagine like someone saying to my dad when he was like, "Right, so you're going to start your do that up with some mindfulness." <laughs> Then you're gonna to go to the gym, right? And then you're gonna to go to work. Right. You'd be like, "What the fuck are you talking yeah. about? That's yeah. not gonna happen." <laughs> I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna to go to work, and I'm gonna come home. Sure. But he <laughs> grew up in a world. generation where yeah, you know, it's, it's different. A, it's a whole different thing. Yeah, yeah. And to me, all of this that's happening is, is exciting. Um, I think I'm curious to see what happens. I, yeah. I, I'm not afraid of it or resistant to it. I. Don't think that fitness and wellness is oil and water. I think it's peanut butter and chocolate. I think it's going to yeah. um, raise our potential because there's going to be no line. It's like fitness is just what I do. It's who I am. But I also uh, go to this group and I also meditate and yeah. I, you know, do yoga. And I, it's like it's all part of just living. And, and I think I think it's frustrating for some of us because we, we do see that we do see that benefit. We do understand the importance of it. And I think a lot of us feel that the people in power don't really understand that because they're not for one reason or another, they're not a part of it. Um, so I, I think, I think there's a, there's an issue there between really understanding the value of what community fitness has become. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, it used to be, you know, the church used to be such a huge part of people's lives. Like, mm, I mean, it's, I know right. it still is for a lot of people, but uh, you know, the church was somewhere where they would commune and they would meet others and it would be, you know, you would meet like-minded people, people who believed in the same thing as you did, and the gym has, you know, the gym has become that. Way. Yeah, it really has. Um, it really so has. It, I, I just feel it's hugely important to people's lives, and you know, I just hate the thought of it being taken away from us. But you know, like I said, whatever happens, we'll we'll deal with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ferros has been a huge. I come here, you know, uh, almost every day, and it's my bright spot. It's for just me, and it calms me, it relieves me. Um, 
It's not even about abs because I don't no, have any abs. You don't have any. No. I used to have one. Yeah, yeah I remember. Um, it's just now about <laughs> mental well-being, you know? Right. Getting I, out I of really the house. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I always used to say you are only one workout away from a better mood. Sure. And it, it, it's yeah. so I, right. I can be in the worst mood possible. I can have a great workout and I'm changed. Like yeah. today, I, I, I came in. I, I had a great workout. My mindset was instantly improved, you know, and it, 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 it's, it's a – it's a it's a life changing moment. It's it's an awakening. It's a you know it's an it's an I can do this kind of feeling. It's yeah. it's, it's an invincibility kind of feeling, um, and that's what that's what training gives me. And I don't know it gives a lot of people that that same feeling. So yeah, I, you know, no matter what, we still have the virtual studio, and we'll we'll press harder on the virtual studio if we go back into lockdown. And I would urge all of you out there to make sure you keep doing, you keep the work up, you keep doing stuff. The great thing about the virtual studio is like John was saying, like when it's on zoom, at least you get a taste of the community. You can see others working. Right, right. You still get that social inter- interaction. No, I don't believe it's as good as the gym. No, it's not the same thing. No, there's, is, there's nothing better than in person. There's no, yeah. There's nothing right. better. Than it's the person. same thing with therapy. Same thing with running groups yeah. and retreats. I yeah. mean, yeah, it is what it is and you have to accept it for that and, yeah. and make the most of it. But yeah. Um, so, so just kind of, kind of wrapping this up, John, cause I know you're a busy man and you've got chickens to tend to. Um, I'm shaking, li- I'm shaking my head by the way. Yeah. A little bit more on lab and like, how can people, how can people find you? How can, how can they use you as a resource? How can they use lab as a resource? What, what's, what's the best way to, to, to move forward from here? In the Pharaoh's men's room, uh, in the second stall for, <laughs> for a good time, you will see my number. Uh, Pete put that in Sharpie, not chalk. Uh, you could find me at, at the angry therapist, uh, on social media and the lab. I wanted to extend this. I actually, uh, texted both Pete and Emily. Um, I, I, I want to give it to your, your members. So we have 21 classes running. It doesn't cost me anything. These classes are running no matter what. Everything from, uh, relationships to, um, you know, uh, we have a, we have a breathwork class now. We've got, you know, codependency, attachment styles, um, even things like adult children of immature parents, right? Something that specific. We've got book clubs, we've got movie night. So if you want to, if you want it, um, I'm just going to give Pete the links. I don't need your email, your phone number. I don't want anything from you. And you know, if it's helpful uh, for your community, then I think, I think it's a good thing. And it, it makes me feel good that I'm, I'm offering that. Um, you know, when we were in uh, middle school and in the cafeteria, there's like those four food groups. Yeah. There was like, you know, the, the dairy, meat, carbs. protein. Yeah. And I feel <laughs> carbs. And I feel like, um, and I know all that was probably, um, uh, uh an advertising, uh, thing, but, uh, run, created by corporations. But, um, I feel like with life, fitness is one for one food group. Right. And I think, um, wellness and self betterment is another yeah. food group. And I okay. think that, um, um, if we're going to use Zoom, let's use Zoom and, and get, give people their, their, uh, carbs and veggies and, and all that stuff yeah so guys just to, just to reiterate that so what john is saying he's going to give me a link we will put that, that link on the on the, the many uh, links they're direct the zoom links so i'll give direct you like yeah, yeah the whole week's links and you just distribute it however you want we'll put them on the podcast yeah. uh we'll put them on the on the ig page and um and you guys should definitely uh, you know take advantage of this because i know a lot of you guys out there are, are suffering from one degree to another and you know i think december is going to be a hard month so let's Let's use what resources we have and come together and really, uh, 
you know use each other to to, to, to help us through this. Yeah, and and and, and the Pete that promised me the, the 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 promise that Pete made to me was, uh, and I know he's saying you guys, and I'm trying to get him to use more I statements. Is uh, he will also be in there? He, his camera may be off, and he may be taking his shit, but he will be in there learning about things like codependency attachment styles and yeah John, john's been trying to get me to see a therapist for for a number of years so. i told him i would give him some free sessions for christmas and uh never heard maybe this him. is the year maybe this is the year I well you don't i'm just cry. worried i'm gonna get in there and cry for 60 minutes you probably you probably <laughs> will you probably will but you'll, you'll you'll be a better person for it listen you don't have to take uh the the jump into the deep end of the pool the lab is basically the 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 small steps so you could yeah. get your feet wet yeah, yeah, yeah. uh so I'll yeah, see i you think in there i think well. the, the, the the thing with people like me is I think sometimes like we are holding on to something and I think we worry that as soon as we like it's open open the open the doors <laughs> like it's gonna be like crisis you know Pete that is the honestly I'm, 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 I'm telling you this as a friend that's like the most vulnerable thing you've ever said right holy shit <laughs> dude I, I accomplished what I came here for that's the you know, no, but I know you're joking, but there's so much truth there. Yeah, and it's not just you because I'm glad you said that. It's actually a lot of people and a lot of men who actually um, put that energy into their bodies and they, they they come off as like these big strong. You know, I don't I don't I don't need that. But um, you're right. I I think if that thing is open, oh my god, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, it's it's so, scary. No, but I I appreciate you saying that because it's not just you people listening to this they could be like oh fuck that's probably me too yeah. so yeah, yeah absolutely well thanks for coming in john i really appreciate it and um you know you're a good friend you're a good resource and you've been a lot of help to me over the years and um i know you can be a lot of help to uh, you know a lot of people out there so thank you again for coming in yeah, and sharing you. your your story with us and the way that's you know the ways that you can help the way that we can help each other and um and yeah giving us some some posit- positivity and some some kind of like shining lights to help guide us through this uh, through this pandemic yeah thank you for having me and um, thank you Ferris for um, for being my, my, my church and my bright spot daily of course yeah. uh, okay guys that's it for today thanks so much for listening in uh, don't forget you can you can uh, follow John at, uh, at the angry therapist uh, on Instagram we just talked about how much we hate Instagram but that's the best way to find him <laughs> and um, and we will be back with you guys real soon uh, like I said stay strong out there we love you and um Thank you to all of you who are continuing to support Faros, um, be it online, be it in person. Um, and uh, yeah, we will uh, we will catch you guys real soon. Yeah, and uh, Brandon, thanks for um, yeah, all, thank all putting this together. Good man, Brandon. Yeah. Take care, guys. See you soon.